guys, and welcome to another episode of Convention Confessional. My name is Katie Hunt, and I'm here to guide you through the good, the bad, and the ugly of the convention world. And sometimes I do it with a little help from my friends. And today, um, Doug has guided me in the direction of our next guest, and I am very excited to uh, talk with him today. It's uh, Eric. Hi, Eric. How are you? We're doing good, and we'll see if Doug's recommendation holds true. <laughs> right. We'll see if we're friends after this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be fine, but you know. <laughs> Uh, Eric, if you'd like to introduce yourself to everybody. All right. So I am Eric Schaefer. I am a 15-year veteran of the 501st and Rebel Legions, which is through which I do the vast majority of my uh, convention chicanery. Aha. Ah, so you're a 501st person. That's I am. I am. Yeah, I've always, I've always loved the 501st. I think it's the coolest thing ever. And it's I, such a blast. I've, uh, I've been told by Doug to join either the Rebels or the 501st. It's, it's just, who has the time anymore? <laughs> you no think with the pandemic, we'd have more time to do projects. And somehow I found a way to work more. <laughs> I have found a way to look at all of the projects that I should be doing mm-hmm. and saying, don't worry, we're in a pandemic. I've got plenty of time. Right. And just watching he-man cartoons again so <laughs> exactly just like oh man i'm gonna be home for a couple weeks i can work on some stuff two years later no <laughs> i've got so much time now <laughs> yeah. and there go the glasses yeah uh, <laughs> exactly exactly this is the broken glasses <laughs> well working with the 501st i'm sure you've had uh many of an adventure or so i've been told by doug <laughs> Uh, Doug and our circle of friends have a, we have a history and it's, uh, referred to as Schaefer story time. Oh, yay. Uh, we will sit around the fire or in a, in a changing room after an event and Eric will tell you all about the good old days Mm. or the bad old days. Mm. Or that time he insulted a celebrity and pulled court for a while. And uh, everybody seems to be quite pleased. I'm excited. By all means, please. um, Tell me how you've insulted celebrities. uh, um, So many times, so much experience. Uh, (laughs) Are you familiar with Super Mega Fest at all? Of course. Oh, that's... That is the castle of chicanery and, (laughs) or at least it used to be before it started bouncing around to uh, wherever it happens to be this year. I think it's up at Leminster now, Wow! but back in the day, (laughs) we had uh, the opportunity to host a bunch of Star Wars celebrities at Mm -hmm. Super Mega Fest. Sure. And uh, one of them was Jeremy Bullock, the, uh, the original Boba Fett from episodes four through six he well episode five and six uh because he wasn't in four because yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody was in carbonite yet no, no. nobody nobody yet but we had just set up our area near the back stairs and this was what we lovingly refer to as a shit from eric's basement con mm-hmm. and i have props i have patch frames i have displays out the wazoo from my time in the organization um i believe this was the year that we trotted out my wife's stuffed bantha and she sewed a bantha plushie that's probably about uh 
18 inches long and nice and fuzzy and just really cute and really fun. And we had um, X-Wing costume here and TIE pilot costume there and uh, just just a lot of fun displays for people. But at the bottom of the stairs was our piece de resistance, our life-size Jabba the Hutt. And Jabba was not just a display. Jabba was a puppet. What? We would set this thing up and we had, it was a PVC pipe frame Mm -hmm. around which was a foam interior and then a jet set spandex skin. So you could get inside the head and we would have one area for each arm and then somebody could puppet the tongue and then somebody could get in the tail and move that. So you could have up to three puppeteers inside this thing, which we often did. Um, one moving the tongue and the arm, one moving the other arm and one person, uh, one moving the other arm and using the soundboard. So you could press a button on it and then there's Jabba, oh, 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 yeah. booming across the con. And another person running the tail and everybody sweating to death. Cause you're basically inside a giant foam. Thi- you're sweating to death inside a convention anyway. Right. Let's now just add, job of the hut. <laughs> add two inches of foam and convention funk. And it's, it's a great shift. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so we had just set Java up. We gotten everything decorated. And the convention has not opened yet. And I'm there. My wife is there. We've got a couple other people for setup. But Jeremy Bullock walks over. And I have this. I'm not quite face blind. But if I'm meeting somebody for the first time. And I've never had any experience with them before. Like this could be an actor or what have you that I've, I've never met before. Mm -hmm. So seeing them in person, you're just some guy to me until you extend your hand and say, hi, I'm Jeremy Bullock. Or in this case, one of our members said, Hey, Eric, Jeremy Bullock is here. Mm -hmm. Um, my turn. Oh, Jeremy. Hi, I'm Eric. I'm um, running PR. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for coming over. I showed him through the space, uh, took a couple pictures with Jabba. Uh, he had a blast. It was great. Fun five minutes. Sure. And that's more than most people get because at most conventions nowadays, especially with the celebrities, you get a grip and grin. Mm-hmm. and they they shake your hand, they take the photo, and then they go off to whatever else they're going to be doing next. But Jeremy loved the 501st. He has since passed, but every experience we had with him was amazing. Mm-hmm. So very thankful, very And he heads off. So we continue setting up our our area, and... Everybody's doing their thing. Convention opens. I'm like, okay, everyone is set with shifts. I am going to grab my stuff from the, the van. Um, I'm going to 
get my room. I'm going to put the stuff in there. I've got some time before the next shift that I have to do. I'm going to you know, go change into a costume and be good there. So go up, get the room keys for my wife and I, head out, grab the suitcase, come in through the back door, and in the very, in the very bottom level of the, the Sheraton in Framingham, um, there's a straight shot hallway, which they weren't using for the convention at the time, that'll take you from the back doors right to the elevator. Yeah, yeah, like a little secret passage. Exactly. Which basically the only people who quote unquote knew about this were the 501st uh, Rebel Legion, the, the costuming organizations, mm-hmm. and the celebrities. So I'm head for the elevator. There's this kid in the elevator. Uh, you know, hold it for me, please. Step into the elevator and hit floor four or whatever I happen to be at the time. And I'm thinking nothing of this. So the guy that I step in with, he's probably in his late teens, early twenties, got a hat on with the the Mandalorian skull kind of Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. It's kind of turned to the side, you know, like the cool kids do. Um, One of those puffy jackets and the sneakers that, you know, the tongue's huge and they aren't tied. And just, it's some punk kid. And again, thinking nothing of this. Right. He's like, oh, hey, oh, you with the Legion? Yeah, I am here all weekend. Got our, our job of the hut downstairs and going to be going to be a blast here all weekend. Oh, cool. I, I love seeing the Legion at these things. So uh, so uh, what's the, the best experience you've had at one of these? I'm like. I've had a lot of good experiences, but it was really nice this morning because Jeremy Bullock came over to our table and said hello and um, shook everybody's hand. It was really great experience. He's like, yeah, Jeremy's Jeremy's a good guy. Jeremy's a good guy. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's always a thrill to meet, you know, the one true Boba Fett and hits my floor and the kid gives me kind of a look. I'm like, have a good one. Enjoy the con. And he heads off to his floor. I go to my room, change in my costume, you know, get set, head back down the elevator to our secret passageway and head back over to the, uh, the booth. And three or four people are standing around, including my wife, who looks at me and goes, so did you enjoy your elevator ride? Like, what, what do you mean? Yeah, it's fine. Why? Do you know who that was? No, but I have this feeling like I'm in trouble now. <laughs> that was Daniel Logan. No! I'm like... Oh, oh. oh no! Oh no! This might as well be my wife's catchphrase. What did you do? <laughs> what have you done? I'm like, well, I told them about Jeremy coming by the table, and <laughs> what a thrill it was to 
to meet the one true Boba Fett. And everybody there is just like, oh, God. Oh, no. What have you done? (laughs) It's like, did you read the words exactly? Maybe. (laughs) Yeah, I just. But to me, he was just so. I remember 12 year old episode two, Daniel Logan. It's been a decade since then he has blossomed and matured into an adult and he was kind of a punk kid. And I don't know who this kid is. And I, I was polite. Mm -hmm. I was nice. Mm -hmm. I just happened to give him a nice backhand slap about who the one true Boba Fett was. (laughs) To be fair, to be fair. Boba Fett was Boba Fett before he was Boba Fett. So oh, yeah, yeah. B- I mean, before before he was an inkling of Daniel Logan, Boba Fett was Boba Fett. Right. It's like but, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I get how you meant it, but it's also like, I guess like he must think everybody just knows who he is, and it's like yes, if you like, if you don't have, you know, like if you know who everybody is in Star Wars, congratulations. I'm sorry because I've yeah. watched Star Wars since I was six years old, and I have a pretty good take on who everybody is. But I mean, I would probably still have a problem with like a lot of people because 90% of the people in Star Wars have some prosthetic on or a helmet or like. Well, don't you know who I am? I was third rebel pilot from the left during the briefing scene. Ah, shit. I thought you were four. Who? <laughs> who? I just. Like, but I mean, Daniel Logan has changed quite a bit too in the absolutely. last several years since he was. Absolutely. So but he like, like just. Yeah. That explained the look he gave me like I had just farted in the elevator, but, <laughs> but I, I didn't think anything of it. I was no. just like, a. but this, this began my, my career of accidentally <laughs> insulting celebrities. Oh Lord. <laughs> so it seems like no matter what convention I go to. Mm hmm. I will find a celebrity or mm-hmm. somebody of 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 social status within that particular realm, a guest of the con. Right. Right. And I will insult them unintentionally <laughs> to their face. <laughs> I feel I feel like there's others. <laughs> I'm getting a sense here. <laughs> so the next year <laughs> Super Mega Fest. The next year I looked I looked Luke Skywalker right in the eyes. <laughs> So, <laughs> Jonathan Frakes. No. Yeah. So, Jonathan Frakes mm-hmm. is a guest of Super Mega Fest. Sure. And I am dressed as a rebel pilot. Mm-hmm. I have taken up position by our usual Star Wars area by the back stairs. And we've just got characters kind of mulling around it's it's saturday afternoon at two o'clock everybody's either drunk still hung over or glaring at the people who are either or both mm-hmm. and we start talking my friend joe and i about references and it's When a television show or movie makes allusions to another television show or movie, mm-hmm. and we're just bantering back and forth. 
And one of my favorites was from Beavis and Butthead. They go into their little dreamscape and they're dressed up as, as officers on the bridge of the Enterprise. And there's Captain Butthead. And he looks at Beavis and goes, Hey, Beavis. <laughs> number one. Go, go take a number two. <laughs> and as I go, number one, take a number two. That's when Jonathan Frakes walks behind me to head into the bathroom. <laughs> and Joe's eyes go wide. Because the timing on this could not have been worse. <laughs> oh, no. And Frakes stops. He looks at the both of us. Joe gives my shoulder a shove. So I turn around and see. Oh, hello, Riker. Hello. <laughs> he just looks at us both and goes, great. Now I feel safe. And heads into the bathroom. <laughs> Joe's jaw is doing that thing where words should be happening, but they're not happening. He's a far bigger Trek fan than I. And this was without paying for it, probably one of his only opportunities to interact with Frakes mm -hmm. or a member of the cast. Mm -hmm. And there's his idiot friend telling him to go take a shit. <laughs> I... Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So he's never had the chance to see him again. Probably doesn't want to, honestly. Um, I I have intentionally avoided Mr. Frakes. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of his directorial work. I loved mm -hmm. his stuff on Leverage. But you know what? I think he could do without ever seeing me again. <laughs> and, and if you're I'm listening, just, sorry. <laughs> not really. It makes for a great story. It does. The, <laughs> but... In retrospect, yeah, that was, I won't say it was one of my prouder moments. <laughs> yeah, that's a, uh, yeah. I mean, that's just like, you know, bad circumstances, honestly. Like, probably, okay, next time, not outside the bathroom, I guess is the moral of that story. Location, location, location. <laughs> 100%. And it's... It's it's been a, it's been an adventure. <laughs> um, I took some. T that was the last year, I believe, that Super Mega Fest was in Framingham for a stretch. Then they headed over to. Ooh, was it one of the boroughs? North borough, South borough, West borough? I don't. I <laughs> one of those, know. yeah, like off. Uh, somewhere off, like ninety-five, uh, four ninety-five. Mm -hmm. Um. But anybody who's not in Massachusetts listening to this program, I'm sorry. 
because Westboro is south of Southboro and Northboro is west of Westboro and good luck. Anyway. <laughs> the good luck cuz I don't even know. Um so I fortunately escaped dealing with celebrities while it was in Burroughs. Um, I either did not attend or I stuck to our booth, which was far away from the celebrities, which was really best for everybody in mm. retrospect. Um, although, <laughs> as I think about it now, because mm. I hadn't thought about this one in a while. So the show um, does to you, Eric. It just draws uh, things out. Yeah. Yeah, it's like therapy. Good lord. Um, the I feel like I should be reclined on a couch somehow. I mean, you could have been. I, I could have been, but in, instead, I am to give people at home the visual. I'm sitting here with a glass of apple pie moonshine with a puppy in my lap. Oh, so just yeah, it's kind of therapy. It is. It is. I have a 11-year-old uh, Border Collie Corgi mix named Boomy. Uh, he is he's at Boomy Borgi on Instagram and uh, he's mm-hmm. just he's my therapy buddy. He just he just knows when he should be around and getting petted. But back to back to plot at hand. Um, familiar with pro wrestling at all? Uh yeah, a little bit. Do you remember Eric Bischoff? Yes. He was one of the authority figures from World Championship Wrestling in the late 90s and before jumping over to World Wrestling Entertainment in the early 2000s. Uh, done a lot of like reality show TV producing, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he happened to make an appearance at Super Mega Fest. And he had... He had not aged well at the time. Um, his, he, well, it had been 20 years since he'd really been on television, 15 sure. to 20 years. So he already had gray hair, but it just wasn't really kept. Um, he's wearing a t shirt and some jeans that looked like he was out painting the garage. It was. It's Super Mega Fest. Nobody wears their best to Super Mega Fest. No, no, you just go. Yeah, it's just, you roll out of bed and just pretty much whatever you were wearing. Exactly. Um, if you slept the night before. That is true. But I was talking with a couple of friends. Oh, no. And we're looking at the the assorted. And I made a joke about who they dragged out this year. And I'm like, well, it was great that they got the ghost of Eric Bischoff to show up. Oh, like right in front of his booth this time or no, no, <laughs> this time he just happened to be walking behind me through the middle of the floor. Why? And of course that's when I happened to, to make that crack. And he just stops and I catch this glimpse of stopping right out of the corner of my eye. 
and I can feel that chill just go right up my spine. And I know, I absolutely know that I've done it again. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> and I turn a little bit to my left and I see it's him and he just looks at me and shakes his head. Just this look of utter disappointment. Oh, the worst. And I slowly turn my head back to my friends and he walks away. And I could just... They're trying really hard not to die laughing. Who am I kidding? They weren't trying that hard. Um, <laughs> but the second that he was gone, there were just fits and gales of laughter from that group. And uh, yeah, I swore to myself that I would be more careful around celebrities and, and look to see who was nearby and make sure that if I was going to make a crack like that, you know, I'm just going to be be more careful. So then the next time... <laughs> so the next year. <laughs> so then... <laughs> oh. So you're, you're basically just getting the scattershot of Super Mega Fest at this point. Yeah, I mean, because, geez, I can't imagine the having you read to other conventions, because this one's... Uh, this is... It, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, this time I didn't actually attend Super Mega Fest. He just phoned it in. But I was in the hotel <laughs> because we had decided that, well, the 501st isn't at this con anymore. Mm -hmm. They moved back to the Sheraton in Framingham, mm -hmm. which is it's a great venue. From the outside, it looks like a castle. It's just, it's got a great ambiance to it. Mm -hmm. But it's also about the size of a four-car garage. Oh, boy. And... If you're going to have an organization like the 501st, you need to be able to provide space. We can't really do what we do with a 10 by 10 booth and a table. Right. If you're looking for the props and the, the interactivity and the photo area. And yeah, it just, it doesn't fit well with what they had become. And that's fine. We'll just kind of go on, do our thing. Some of our members are members of other clubs. So, you know, there were some Ghostbusters there. There were some people doing some Doctor Who stuff and had brought those props and, you know, a little here, a little there. But we tend to get together after the convention closes on Saturday. And that's when the debauchery begins. <laughs> We'll hit the bar. We'll get some rooms, have a bunch of room parties. Super Mega Fest that year happened to be the weekend between my wife and my birthday. Um, we were, our birthdays are a week apart. So we have that thing where it's just makes more sense to have one big party than do a party for this person, then a party for this person, you know, with a married couple, it's fine. As opposed to like a kid having a birthday. That's the day after Christmas and you get one gift. That's right. <laughs> but 
for us, it's like, well, you know what? Let's get a suite. Let's let's bring Boomy. It's a pet-friendly hotel. Puppies. So we'll get some alcohol and some snacks. We'll have a room party. We'll invite people up. We'll hang out. People in and out. That'll be great. So I get our keys. Head up. One of them works. One of them doesn't. So my wife is upstairs. She's got the working key. I'm heading back down and I'm going to swap out this key. Sixth floor, back down to the ground. Once again, pro wrestling reference. Are you familiar with Scott Steiner? Yeah. (laughs) You do. What was that? (laughs) You were just getting a card for your room. What could you have done in like uh, 30 seconds? So at the time, and I, I suppose currently, big fan of a podcast called Something to Wrestle mm-hmm. with Bruce Pritchard. Okay. And the host, Conrad Thompson, had been giving Scott Steiner, who was a retired wrestler at that point, some good-natured rib about his new business venture. He now owned a Shoney's in Ackworth, Georgia. And he decorated it with all sorts of old wrestling memorabilia and so on and so forth. So as they were going back and forth about it, they the joke came up. Uh, hey, I'm Scott Steiner. Come on, check out my Shonies. Try the ham cubes. So on their podcast, they just started referring to Scott Steiner in shorthand as ham cubes. He hated that. With the fire of a thousand suns. There you are. And here I am getting out of the elevator. I'm not a small person. I am broad. I am six foot two. Doug and I are, are of a shape. Of a shape. (laughs) So when I get out of the elevator and look down at this guy, who's probably about five foot seven, five foot eight, Pretty well jacked, but wearing an NWO t-shirt and looks kind of like Scott Steiner. I just figure it's a costume. So the next words out of my mouth as I throw up the the click hand sign with the devil horns and try to give him the too sweet is like awesome cost. Uh, awesome hand. Great look, ham cubes. And he looks at me mm-hmm. and I can feel the heat of his eyes through his sunglasses <laughs> as he looks at me and goes, fucking what? <laughs> Fortunately, the elevator's open and he's got to get on it. But there was that moment. And all I could squeak out was, gotta go. And... <laughs> Tore ass around the corner. 
I didn't even know he was a guest at the con. Mm-hmm. I I wasn't going to the con. Right. I didn't know who was going to be there. Right. But you know what? Every time that I've I've heard him build, he was billed at my height. He was supposed to be my size. He was not supposed to be this diminutive, diminutive individual. <laughs> and as I'm looking down, I big papa pump. This can't possibly be him. I figure I'm safe. And I figure it's a guy in a costume. So throwing up the hand signs and going, great costume, ham cubes. (sighs) (sighs) So I get back up to the room. And I'm looking around, I'm like, did anybody else know Scott Steiner was coming to this thing? <laughs> no. Awesome. No, once, okay. <laughs> once again, my wife, bless her heart. It's been 11 years. Um, just looks at me. What did you do? So for the rest of the time there, we were kind of looking around and hoping Scott Steiner didn't pop out of any dark alleyways or <laughs> kick your ass <laughs> with my luck. He'd be getting ice or something and right. see me and just give me a Steiner recliner right in the middle of the hallway. Like the joke is just your entire weekend. Did you just keep running into Scott Steiner and he's chasing you through the convention? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I think I might be faster than him. Cause I've definitely got longer legs. See, but you can't say that. Cause you thought you were bigger, like less bigger than him too. And like, <laughs> you're like, I could outrun him. The next thing you know, you're like in a chokehold in the middle of the yeah. lobby. Yeah. He's got his <laughs> bicep up in my nasal cavity. I regret <laughs> my choices. <laughs> oh no. Of all the things wrong. I regret this one the most. <laughs> this one. This is the one. <laughs> Especially like a pro wrestler. I mean, like I said, pro wrestler. I know, again, like wrestling is either it, it, it's they're hurting each other, but it's fake because it's not going to like really hurt anybody because that's not the goal. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure those dudes could still mess somebody up. I mean, look at The Rock. This, this guy is a, a former amateur wrestling college champion. Right. So like he if he wanted to hurt you. Yep. He could. Yeah. And there'd be nothing that you could do or say that could make him stop. If he wants to turn you into a pretzel, it's going to happen. Right. But yeah, Yeah. here I am. Let's, let's take this guy who could probably pull out every single one of my teeth and I'd have no, no recompense, no way to stop him. No. And just let's insult him to his face. Call him ham cubes. Because he loves that nickname. Yeah, that seems like that seems like not a good idea. <laughs> I do not recommend that. I I have not attended Super Mega Fest since. Yeah. Um, that seems to be the well, that was right before the pandemic too. So I haven't actually attended any conventions uh, since that happened. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, Scott listens to this podcast, so you oh, know. Great. Scott, <laughs> Guess next week. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful. It's, uh, I can feel my cloaca puckering from here. <laughs> right? Like these people just suddenly reach out to me. I need to be on the show. It's like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> you just get this. Where's he from? What's going on? Where'd you find him? It's like, hey. oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Meet me in the Shoney's parking lot. <laughs> oh no. Get that out of his clown car to come wrestle oh, you. Lord. <laughs> Gonna fill you through a full of croutons. Hang you up like a pinata. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, that sounds like a horrible idea. Good job. Yeah, I. So what I'm hearing is you haven't insulted any guests since 2019. Um, if I have, it hasn't been in person. Right, just on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the the internet is is marvelous for uh, for finding new and creative ways to insult people. And I say any instances where you haven't insulted someone, or. <laughs> Honestly, I can't think of any. <laughs> no. Um, I I have nearly escaped a couple of times, but it has become a thing where people will look at me when they say, okay, so-and-so is on their way over to the booth. Eric, we need you to go over here. We need you to man this table where they won't be. Because we want to maintain a positive relationship with this person. (laughs) And if your mouth opens, we know that we are going to be on the internet the next day with, hi, I had a great time at whatever con, but let me tell you about the experience I had with the 501st. So you just tucked in like a dark corner under the curtain. Don't look at him, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I quick at conventions. I become the Legion's little secret. (laughs) You know what? Why don't you go on break? Why don't you go get something to eat? We'll we'll get you. We will get you an autograph. It'll be fine. (laughs) Just just don't. I can just like see, you know, like you're like hiding away, and like the guest over goes, "Oh, and who's that?" No, we don't talk to him. No, we don't. Mm. No, nope, he's a deaf mute. We just don't. We it's don't. Nope, don't worry about it. We'll just be sitting back there having like a bottle of water and a little bag of pretzels. Somebody walks into the changing room and they're like, "Let's just throw a sheet over him." Literally paid no attention to the man behind that curtain. Yeah, yeah. I'll just <laughs> be over here licking shoes and yelling "Sanctuary" every two minutes. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> good Lord. But um, I will actually be going to a convention for the first time in a, in at least two years oh. in uh, September, Granite State Comic Con. Oh, I'm probably going to be going to Granite State for a day. I'm trying to anyways. Excellent. I will be living there for the weekend because we'll, I'll be uh, actually there with the Dark Empire, which is the uh, Sith wing of the... 501st and rebel legions and so on and so forth organization it's all all custom sith and dark siders and smugglers so uh i'll be repping that that weekend and nice. you'll be looking the... at the guest list ahead of time to know who's there that is my hope and um <laughs> see i saw some cancellations and i immediately just went oh you know what this is what's best for them yeah, right. you know um <laughs> Oh, Mick Foley's going to be there. That oh. piece of crap. Um, <laughs> oh, we have a story about him? Oh, God, I hate this guy. Let's go! I, so, oh, God bless you, Moonshine. The uh, 
so before I got involved with conventions, um, I went to a wrestling event and he was billed as the special guest. It was one of the independent shows. So it's a bunch of just, they're not WWE guys. They're not your, they're professional, but they're not at that level yet. Sure. But he was going to be there. He was signing autographs and taking pictures and, you know, going to be special guest referee for, for one of the events. Mm-hmm. And on, on television, he had just retired. He had just lost a hell in a cell match to triple H and the, the whole, the whole, uh, whole storyline with that was if he won, he got the belt. If he lost, he retired. Mm-hmm. And this was two weeks afterward. And according to his book, between that retirement match and WrestleMania, which was the next month, he had been having a miserable time. He was feeling bad about himself. He was banged up, et cetera, et cetera. But that's no excuse for how he treated this little girl. She's, I would say late elementary age and shows up. Mick is her favorite wrestler. She brings him flowers, has that sweet little girl. It's good to see you, Mick. Kind of voice. And he gives, she gives him the flowers. They take the picture and she's like, I, I hope you can come back and wrestle soon, Mick. You're my favorite. And he gives her this look of death and just goes, I'm retired. And just turns his back on her and takes the flowers that were on the table and tosses them back behind his chair. Like this cavalier toss. And she starts crying. Oh no! Mother has to take her. I mean, they took her over to the seats for a little bit. You could not not be aware of this little girl. And I'm like two people, but I'm not like next in line or anything, but I'm like two or three people back from this. So I saw pretty well. Yeah. And I'm just thinking to myself because i i liked him at that point i wouldn't have been there if i didn't right and all i can think as i'm faking the smile and taking my picture with him and having him autograph my book is what a piece of shit you are yeah right i just to a man everybody who's met mick is like oh he's such a great guy and so happy and so giving and so and oh maybe you met him on a bad day it's on your bad days when you show who you really are so so you mentioned earlier that you're not gonna change any any anything i say or bleep me out so i'd like to give a hearty hail and healthy fuck you to mick foley yeah so yeah i just i am it doesn't matter how much time pa- it's been 20 years, mm-hmm. but he can sit and spin. Mm-hmm. I disgusted by that kind of behavior. And no matter what he does, 
in life, I will never forget what a piece of crap he is. Like, I mean, you don't treat anybody like that, but kids, come on. Yeah. Like, just, come on. just like a late elementary school age kid. And you, you took her heart, tore it out, ripped it up in front of her and just, just any image that she had of not just meeting him, but meeting celebrities. Right. This is somebody that, you know, she was going and she's a fan. If she, if she wasn't a fan, she wouldn't have been there. Right. And the, the fact that she, she brings him flowers and you throw them aside and just grumble at this kid. Piss up a rope. Yeah, literally. Like, go fuck yourself just, something sharp, dude. I I just, I've seen him at conventions a couple of times. Uh-huh. And have had to stop myself. And to, I saw him at Super Mega Fest. Um, <laughs> I had to, to turn and walk the other way, because just... See, the one time I want you to insult somebody. <laughs> I, well, that's the thing, is that I'll only do it unintentionally. Because if I go up to, to Mick Foley, uh-huh. he and I are of a size, and <laughs> it's it's going to, it's, it's not going to be pretty. And I refuse to put myself into a situation where I am intentionally creating an ugly scene. Sure, sure, sure. Like I was but, saying, like, why can't he walk behind you, like, without you realizing? <laughs> I, I hope he listens to this. Well, I doubt he will. But you know what? I just, I'm, no matter what he does from here on out, just the way he treated that girl. Just, yeah. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Absolute garbage. Garbage. Um, and, Yeah. I'm sure people are going to have an awesome time with him at Granite State. I'm sure that he's going to sign lots of autographs, take lots of pictures, and get lots of love. But 0% of that is going to be from me. Nope. So. Yeah. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, this really is kind of like therapy. See? <laughs> I told you. This shit's great. Brings out the best, the worst. Oh. Like, that's why oh, I do it. That's why Lord. I do it. Good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so I have plenty more stories mm-hmm. of incidents and celebrities and such, but uh, by my eye, it's been almost an hour. It has almost been an hour. <laughs> you've, and insulted, you've insulted four people and you've told some stupid ass wrestler guy that he's a piece of shit. So, I mean, it's been yeah. pretty successful. There we go. There we go. But um, maybe in the future. Oh, absolutely. I'll have, I'll have my people call your people. Sure, sure. I'll just yell at Doug. And, right, right. <laughs> and maybe we can do this again. Absolutely. Uh, We'd love to have you back, Eric. Uh can is talk there any- about yelling at Dave Filoni. Yep. And um and insulting more Star Wars people. Love it. I love Things it. Things that are, are not at Super Mega Fest. Um, so when you're not at conventions, um insulting people by accident. Is there anything uh, you do that you'd like to promote? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you can find all of my uh, props, crafts and such at rabidbadger.net. I am head of rabid badger studios. We make stuff. Yeah, I got uh, one of your tumblers. Excellent. That was one of the, uh, 
was that one of the ones that uh, that Doug had me make? The programming one. Excellent. Yay. Um. So yeah, I did an order this year for Anime Boston. Yep. 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 Uh, I am starting to branch out and do more and more things. I am going to have a bunch of my work, as mentioned previously, at uh, Granite State Comic Con this weekend. Uh, not this weekend. Good Lord, thank God it's not this weekend because I am <laughs> not ready. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, that's not true. <laughs> In the middle of September sometime, 15th, 16th, something like that. Um, but yeah, I look forward to seeing people there. And again, rabidbadger.net for all of the links to my stuff sweet awesome and uh yeah all i've got guys is my book uh you can get that on amazon it's called life lessons uh, oh jeez i don't even know the name of my book how bad is that <laughs> Woo! it's been one of those weeks it's called that could have gone worse life lessons from a dinosaur cosplayer <laughs> and that is available on amazon um i write talk good stuff obviously <laughs> <laughs> Meham, words good. Words good. <laughs> Eric, thanks again for coming on the show. We can't wait Absolutely. to have you back. It's been a pleasure, and I look forward to next time. Sweet. And uh, for everybody else, hope you enjoyed this episode, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Bye, guys.